Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report, a brand new show for you for this Thursday, January 7th. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is... Odegaard, Odegaard. However, Antifa likes to call him... <laughs> Eddie Pence, everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Still uh, reverberating from the events that happened yesterday. And, you know, here on the Ralph Report, we steer, we do our best to steer away from uh, things political and uh, that kind of stuff, because we think it's kind of our obligation to give you an hour and change away from the real world and just try to have a few laughs and a few smiles. But sometimes yeah. the world just won't let you not talk about stuff. Yeah, it's just too real sometimes. Yesterday's events at the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., during the debates over the certification for the electors. Not even uh, debates. The, There's no debates. No, it's just an open up, you read them, he's president. Yeah, but the, there were There's senators. Some objections, there were senators who wanted to have some sort of debate political about Political show process. is what they yeah, wanted. Yeah, it was, yes. yes. And then outside there were uh, thousands of uh, Trump supporters who eventually charged the Capitol building and uh, made their way inside and and uh, destroyed property and stole stuff. And it was... It's crazy. Like, watching that stuff on TV, it's like, if those photos were black and white, it's something you would have seen in your history books in grade school. Yeah. Like, I don't believe this is actually happening right now in the life I'm living. It's crazy. It For me, it felt a deja vu of a movie where domestic terrorists charged the government. You know, it felt like that when you saw the guy in the in the headdress standing up there. On the and, dais on of the, the, dais. Uh, the Senate floor, it was insane. It looked post-apocalyptic to me. It looked like something out of Mad Max yeah. or something. The guy carrying know? the Confederate flag through that hallway is just, it's, there's, is, can you take a bigger shit in the U.S. Capitol? I don't know if you can. It was stunning and uh, deeply disturbing to... Uh, those of us here in the United States, and I know we have a lot of listeners abroad, and I can only imagine how it looks from the outside. You guys must be looking at this country going, what the fuck is wrong I, with them? I, I called my dad last night uh, after it was, you know, everything was taking place, and he was, he was a U.S. Capitol Police officer for 20-some years, and he was just, he was enraged at what he, he's like, he's like, I sat there in front of the TV all day long, my hands just sweating, I just... I can imagine. Just speechless. He didn't know what to think. Yeah. And this is the end result, kids, of uh, four years of governing by division and stoking the flames of us versus them and uh, repeatedly on social media saying that the uh, the election was stolen and feeding people a lot of lies and uh, allowing them to believe these lies and, and supporting this kind of behavior, um, I mean, it was almost inevitable that we were going to get this given the path that we were on. People kept saying it, it's, something's going to happen, like it's it's leading to something, especially with the disputed election, the way they were disputed, saying it was a stolen election. You're like, 
people kept saying there's going to be a civil war, there's going to be a civil war. And you're like, okay, that's not really going to happen. This is America. That stuff won't, there's just going to be threats of it, but you're never going to see something like this. And then you actually see something like this and you're like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. It's terrifying and disturbing and uh, infuriating. But we were talking about this a couple of days ago about broken information systems and how we go to places to get our, our, our biases confirmed. Yeah. And this is exactly a result of that. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's a percentage of those protesters in quotes you know i'd rather call them a mob or they're terrorists rioters they're not or protesters domestic terrorists. terrorists but given the steady diet of lies that they've been fed they probably believe oh that, yeah that they're patriots that they're doing the right you don't thing. storm the capitol bill you don't go through all that if you don't fully 100 believe you're doing the right thing and which even is scary even if that is the belief system as as wrong-headed as it may be the real problem is you have one of the two parties in the, in the United States uh, who who are fostering that kind of behavior, stoking it. Because there's a political it, benefit to it. Exactly. Uh, fanning those flames because it ensures them, in their opinion, a, a strong base of voters to keep them in office. Which is not what this country should be about. And I don't care what your position is, especially as the president, if you're the leader of the country, you can't be a participant in stoking emotions to the point where you get people to do those yeah. things. You even if you don't feel it, and there have been there have been presidents in the past who have disagreed with large portions of the population, but their first and primary goal was always to try to create a sense of calm and unity. And protecting e Americans. Even if they didn't necessarily believe it, right. they gave it lip service because they knew it was the obligation of the president to to try to, to keep tranquility right. first and foremost so that the, gov the government and the country could at least function yeah. as a whole. You're elected by your supporters, but you serve for everyone. Yeah. And if you don't take it that way, then you're, you're, you're breaking the country apart. So that's what's happening. The country's breaking apart. And uh, <laughs> as Eddie Pence said when he walked in here, this this is Sheezmoo's last gasp. This is his... <laughs> Fuck Sheezmoo, man. Fuck him. He is not happy that we're showing him the door. No. And I think he is trying to rattle our cage uh -oh. before he leaves. Can't wait for that guy to be gone. Eddie versus Sheezmoo uh -huh. again. I want him out. Fight! I want him out. <laughs> So that's it. That's all we're going to talk about that. But it would be uh, disingenuous to get on here today and not talk about yesterday's events and to pretend like it didn't happen. That's not doing anybody any favors. So we just wanted to, at the top, just sort of address it and and then move on yes. because we've got another hour of uh, tomfoolery and goofiness high and hijinks and hilarity guffs. and, and guffs. I wish there was a way to delete this. Oh, guff. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to move forward with a brand new show for this Thursday. And despite the current political climate in the United States, I think it's a hell of a show. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, because it's Thursday. And you can't be angry if you're being sexy. That's what I've always found. Oh, yeah? well, unless you're giving someone a hate fuck or something, I guess. <laughs> but it is Ralph Sex University today. We are going to uh, take one last look at the year 2020 before we move forward. Okay. I want to thank uh, Bridget from Long Island who sent me the information for today's class. So we'll be talking about that later. I on. bet she hate fucks good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Turns out Bridget's a little minx. Did you see the thing she posted on Twitter yesterday? No, what she post? A picture of her new vibrator. Oh, God. 
<laughs> and it looks she decorated her house. It <laughs> like Miley Cyrus. <laughs> it looks like a uh, one of those uh, massage guns. You know, they're very yeah, popular yeah, yeah, yeah. now. The Theragun. Yeah, it looks like, almost like a, a, a handheld <laughs> weapon. And you use it to massage your uh, muscles right. ordinarily, but hers has like fourteen different attachments, all different shapes and sizes. And I was like, "Man, this girl! Oh, wow, this girl's serious." So <laughs> she's upped her game. Even she said she may not ever leave her house again. So she's going to ruin herself for humans. Well, look, how much longer do humans have left? That's anyway? true, especially men. Get all the jollies you can get, kids, before it's all over. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Bridget is the one to thank for today's topic on Ralph Sex University. I'm predicting. Eddie Pence may be cringing a little bit later on in the show. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Ew. Good Lord. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> we may be hearing some of those noises later on in today's show. Hey, let's let's start things off sexy, huh? So everybody can have a good time. We're going to start with some sex in the news. Today's all about sex. Ooh. Very sexy show today. You know, it's our newest segment where uh, we take stories that may not necessarily be worthy of an entire class of sex you, but uh, it's in the paper and I thought it's worth talking about. Sex in the news. Today's sex in the news comes from Denmark. Oh, those, those Danes. <laughs> They're wacky. What they do? Well, they have sort of uh, national television there, like the BBC. Okay. Yeah, Only yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Danish equivalent is called DR, and they've got a brand new animated series aimed at kids four to eight years old. Mm -hmm. And some people are upset about it, Eddie Pants. Oh, wow. Well. The show is called John Dillermont. Okay. And John Dillermont is an animated character whose kids are, kids are supposed to follow along on his wacky adventures. Uh, John has a particular skill set. Uh, his last name, I guess, as I mentioned, is Dillermont. That should be the tip-off if okay. you speak Danish. I don't. Uh, Diller. Okay, is that dick? Is Danish for penis. Oh, penis, okay, yes. same thing. And Mont is a uh, man. And so it's John Penis <laughs> Man, basically. <laughs> and uh, John has the world's largest penis, the world's longest penis, Okay. and he can't control it. Oh. And the, the animated series, uh, once again, for four- to eight-year-olds, is about how he overcomes hardships and challenges <laughs> with his record-breaking penis. And some people uh, there are uh, upset about it in Denmark. Hmm. Some associate pr professor of gender research named Christian Gross said that uh, he believes the program celebration of the power of male genitalia <laughs> will set equality back uh, in Denmark, generations, they say. Huh. It's perpetuating the standard idea of a patriarchal society and normalizing locker room culture that's been used to excuse a lot of ba bad behavior from men. It's meant to be funny, so it's seen as harmless, but it's not, and we're teaching this to our kids. Hmm. Now, other people say it's, it's not a problem at all. A uh, clinical psychologist in response says, John Dillerman talks to children and shares their way of thinking, and kids do find genitals funny. Yeah, they do. The show depicts a man who is impulsive and not always in control, who makes mistakes like kids do. But crucially, Penis Man always tries to make it right. <laughs> he takes responsibility for his actions. When a woman in the show tells him that he should keep his penis in his pants, for wow. instance, he listens, which is nice. He is accountable, well, said I the guess psychologist. they're teaching that? I guess. 
But the image I have here from the it's a it's a photo from the show. It's a penis man. It's John uh -huh. Dillerman um, starting a barbecue at a long distance, and he's holding the lighter fluid with his penis. Well, see, that's stupid. And he's pouring it onto the uh, no. charcoal briquettes. You don't want your penis anywhere near an open. Floor. I don't think that's something you should teach kids. No, not at all. Nor give them the the false hope that they can hold things with their penis <laughs> or try. It's not like a you know, it's not a gibbon tail or something. You can't <laughs> swing from the <laughs> from the rafters with it. I wish. Yeah, me too. So, um, well, I mean, at that age, four to eight year old boys, they don't have, you get a lot of erections because not for, not for sexual for reasons, starting fires, but just so for, no, you just get them. Well, it's for girls too. And that's what some people are saying. It may be inappropriate. Other people are that. saying it's just grown ups who are projecting their own feelings their own sexualized feelings about the story, the, the comedy, uh, onto the character. The kids will not be seeing it that way. Pro I, uh, probably not. Do you really need to make a character, you don't. Though, who is all penis-centric, to no. make the whole comedy bit about his penis? You don't. Not for 48-year-olds. That's what I'm saying. But I, I don't know if it ha will have any damage to a 48-year-old. I don't, I don't know if that will. The network responded by saying, it was just a choice. We could have just as easily made a program about a funny woman with no control over her vagina. <laughs> They said, I know a couple women like that. <laughs> so John Dillermont, if you're, uh, hey, if you are one of the Garmin members and you are in Denmark, please watch that show and give us a report. Please. I would love to hear more I about the show. I'd be happy to know. And um, I'll show Colton. Yeah, of course you will. Yeah. <laughs> and that's for Sex in the News. Sex in the News. All right. Let's take a look now at you, the Garmin. Any of you have long penises that you can't control? Let's find out. We love it when you reach out to us. Not with your penises. Uh, whether it's via email, Ralph at the Ralph Report.com, Eddie at that same email address, Steve at the Ralph Report.com as well. Or you can do what a lot of folks choose to do, which is to leave a message on the Ralph Report hotline. It is a voicemail service there, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just to catch your feelings, your thoughts, your comments, your questions. You just have to dial up that number, 1833. Super easy to do. I listen to them all. And then when I grab a handful and we put them here in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. <laughs> Earlier in the week, we heard from Jen from Tucson, our yes. artist friend who was uh, really struggling with the fact that she has contracted COVID again, mm. and her mom also has it, and uh, it seems as if maybe there was some cross-contamination there over Christmas, and she was very upset, reached out to the Garmy for some love and support, and again, as you always do, guys, you showed up for her in a big way. A lot of people have been reaching out to me saying, have you heard from Jen? How's she doing? Happy to report she called in. Hey, Ralph and Eddie and Steve. It is Jen from Tucson. Um, I just wanted to call back and say thank you so much for all of the Garmy's amazing support. And tons of people had kind, amazing messages. And some people reached out to me on Instagram. And I'm just so very grateful to be a part of um, such an amazing community. So thank you. Um, Secondly, I would like to throw my patron goddess uh, into the ring for the Tournament of the Gods, uh, Athena. 
great goddess of war and wisdom. She has two. And she sprung fully formed and armored from Zeus's head, knowing everything she needed to know. So I think she would be a great patron for 2020. Athena LMB. All right. Athena's in the mix. I like Athena. I like Athena. Obviously, it makes me think of Wonder Woman. Yes. So can't go wrong with no, Wonder no. Woman unless you're making a second film about her. <laughs> then I suppose you Stick can. to that first one. You're good. Bill called in. This is in regards to uh, Kathy, who called in yesterday, and she absentmindedly just typed nine inch into the search <laughs> engine while she was doing some yeah. shopping on Amazon <laughs> and did not get the results she was looking for. She was looking for a baking pan, and she ended up with a, a giant dildo. With balls. With balls on it. Um <laughs> This may be a recurring thing because Bill also had a search that went wrong on Uh-oh. the internet. And I'm kind of loving these stories. So if you've got one, please feel free to share just like Bill did. Hey, Ralph and Yoho, Eddie, Odie, whatever your name is this week, I am the beguiler. I am calling because uh, weird searches. Didn't do this on Amazon. Uh, this is from a couple of years ago. There was a take and bake pizza place that was in my neighborhood. I really loved their food. It was fantastic. I was trying to remember their name. So I decided to do a Google search just off of the first two words. I don't recommend this. The name of the place was Big Mama's. Google search Big Mama's. Find out what you're going to get. That's it. Love you. Mean it. Bye. If you like large black women, then just punching big mamas into the search engine uh, will not disappoint Not going to get you pizza? That's all. It will not get you pizza, though. That much is for sure. We have um, moments here on the show we have found that if you slow them down to half speed, makes... Usually Eddie sound remarkably <laughs> drunk. Sometimes both of us. We've got our first request of the year. Hey Ralph, yo Eddie, Mike from Los Angeles here. Uh, just calling in for a request, first of the new year. Uh, make sure you don't miss it. Don't yeah. make sure you miss it, yeah. guys. You gotta play that drunk. Yeah. Thanks. Love you. Meet it. Bye. The end of yesterday's show was not our finest moment. I thought this would get slowed down when we were doing it. As as I was trying to convey how you really should make a point of not missing yes. today's show, uh, it didn't come out that way. And if you take both of us and you slow us down by half speed, it sounds like two <laughs> struggling drunks at the bar. I can't see that close up. something a foot from your face. It's gross. Eddie's drunk thoughts. I'm fine. Yeah, my teeth are working. <laughs> So tomorrow's show is going to be fun. Don't make sure, don't make sure you don't miss it. <laughs> don't make sure. Don't make sure you don't miss it. First of all, don't make sure you no. You miss it. Don't make sure you miss it. Right. No. Don't. Miss, make sure you don't <laughs> make miss sure it. you don't miss it. That's, don't make sure you miss it. Right. That's how you would say that. All of those. Though you things. would never say that. I would never say that. Uh, <laughs> listen. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's good. Speak for a living. Oh, 
my job. <laughs> All right. Uh, from time to time here also on the show, we like to help you out if you're trying to figure out where a word or an idiom or a phrase comes by uh, comes from that we use all the time, but you're not sure of the origin of it. Well, we're here for you. Hiya, Ralph, Eddie, and uh, the often neglected and tragically underrated, sublimely lush Mr. Steve Ashton. <laughs> it's nice to have you guys back on the air, and I've been enjoying the show. Hey, Ralph, I was calling with a where did it come from for you. And uh, my daughter is a huge Office fan. And at Christmas, she received a Office version of Clue. And as we sat down to play, I wondered, where the hell does the word Clue come from? Hmm. Why does that mean a hint or a um, something to lead you along? I, it it, it kind of boggled me and I didn't get it. So anyway, I figured you might know. And uh, yeah, hopefully that'll make a... Where did it come from? So this is Joe, two-star from Altadena. Thanks. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I'll fucking build up. Clue. Clue. Strange word. Never even thought of. Stranger meaning. That what is, why does the word, where does the word clue come from? And why does it mean something that helps us solve our mystery? Hmm, no idea. Well, Eddie, you'll be interested to know that uh, the word clue was originally a variant spelling of clue, C-L-E-W. And that is an old English term that means a ball of thread or yarn. Okay. So a clue was actually a ball of yarn. Huh. Now, how does that mean... It helps you solve a mystery. Yeah, how to get there. Well, in Greek mythology, Theseus set himself the task of killing the Minotaur. Are you familiar with the Minotaur? Yeah, that's the bullhead guy. The bullhead yeah, yeah. guy, exactly, yeah. <laughs> now, the Minotaur was uh, inside a giant maze, and he had to go into the maze. Labyrinth. Labyrinth, yes. yes. He had to kill the, <laughs> kill the Minotaur yes. and then find his way out of the labyrinth. Right. And how did he do that? Had a string? Yes, he had a ball of string, and right. when he went in, he unraveled it so he could trace his way back out again after slaying the Minotaur. Okay. So that was the help that led him to solve the mystery in order to rescue himself okay. from the labyrinth that no one could So that escape. was the clue he left himself. That was the clue he left hmm. so that he could escape the labyrinth. And ever since then, that story has led us to use the word clue, which has fallen out of favor, meaning a ball of yarn anymore, yeah. simply to mean something that helps us uh, find huh. our way or solve something. Wow. How cool is I that? Didn't, I had no idea that even. For as little as 15 wow. cents a day, dropping that kind of knowledge on you with where did it come from? Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I'll fucking build up. I have found a clue. <laughs> I was thinking Spectre Clouseau when I hear that word. And lastly, we like to kick the show off with a little upbeat music, make your day a little bit easier to start. We're taking requests for what we call the happy hits. Here's today's. Hi, Ralph. Yoho, Eddie. Um, this is what I'm throwing in for the songs that make people happy. Um, I'm going to be 500 miles by the Proclaimers. Yes. You cannot not get happy when that song comes on. Play it, Ralph, LMB. When I wake up, well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who wakes up next to you. When I go out, yeah, 
man Though I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man Who goes along with you If I get drunk Well I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man Who gets drunk next to you And if I haver Yeah I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man Who's havering to you But I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more to be the man who walked a thousand miles to fall down at your door. When I'm working, yes I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's working hard for you. And when the money comes in for the work I do, I'll pass almost every penny on to you. When I I'm gonna be the man who comes back home to you And if I broke Well I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the man who's growing older than you But I would walk 500 Gotta be the Scottish national anthem, right? It should be. If it's not, it's the most Scottish song in the world. It's a great workout tune. When I heaver, what are you working out to 500 miles? Like if you're like running or like on a treadmill, that's a great. It's a great song. Just picture you just giant weights in each hand, (laughs) just swelling, swelling, swollen, swollen up, swelling up those guns of yours. Not that that song. That's a that's a cardio song. Gotcha. All right. Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Another workout tip from Eddie Pence. (laughs) Thanks, kids. Thanks to everybody who called in. You, too, can be featured on the Garmy on the Line segment. But you know what you got to do? You got to call me. Alrighty, now it's time for us to take a look at some folks who passed away on this day, January 7th, and talk about their lives and legacies. It's Hello, Death. Did you electrocute yourself or run into a shell? Hello, Death. Did you eat poison mold or just get old? Hello, Death. Did you fall from the sky? Ralph Garman will know why Even though you said goodbye Hello, death Hello, death Hello, death Hello, death January 7th, 1536, Catherine of Aragon Mm. The first wife of England's King Henry VIII Died on this day at the age of 50 she was the Queen of England from June of 1509 through May of 1533 as his first wife. Oh, he took her out? Well, no. No. Oh. He was pretty good to her. Oh, he was? The first wife. And he, uh, she gave him a couple daughters. Oh, but they he, want boys. He wanted a boy. Yeah. Plus, he started to have a roving eye for that Anne Boleyn. Mm. And so that was the reason he went to the church and said, I want a divorce. I want an annulment. <laughs> 
And the Catholic Church said no, and that was the beginning of the schism that created the Church of England. He started, right. he started his own religion because he couldn't get what he Wait, wanted. So you're saying he was pretty good to her? Well, he didn't. <laughs> he chop created her, a whole other church he didn't chop just to her get head off, like he did a lot of the other no, ones. No, she didn't get killed, but like he still created a whole separate church just to get a divorce. Yeah, but he didn't <laughs> chop her head off, Eddie. Still not being pretty good to her. He let her live. That's your definition of being pretty good? Comparatively, <laughs> when you look at what he did to his other wives... Oh, okay, okay. Compared to that... King Henry VIII we're talking but, about, who's famous for beheading his wives. But I want a younger wife, so I'm going to create a whole new church so I can have one. Better than, I want a younger wife, so I'm going to chop the head off of this one, and then just move on. <laughs> Better than, but I still don't think being treated pretty good is what should have been said. I think that the people of England got the worst of it more than she did. Yeah. So, okay. she got out relatively unscathed. All right, fine. If you're married to Henry VIII, that's best case scenario. I guess. Is that there's a war over religious... Uh, yeah, she lived. Yeah, she lived. Okay. All right. 1658, Thalot... Mm, I knew this was going to happen. Thalotness? No. Thalot Newton. <laughs> Stop. Five. You're not looking at the, the names. I'll Stop. get it right one of these days. No, you won't. Theophilus. Theophilus. I was my third one. No, it wasn't. Theophilus Eaton died on this day in 1658. Good old Theophilus Eaton mm -hmm. was a merchant, farmer, and Puritan who was the co-founder and first governor of New Haven, Connecticut. Okay. So he started the New Haven Colony in Connecticut, one of the early settlers. Okay. Good old Theophilus. <laughs> you don't hear Theophilus being thrown around as a name much anymore. It should be a middle name at least somewhere. Theophilus Eaton. wonder if he got teased with a name like that. <laughs> Not back then. What's Theophilus Eaton? <laughs> Which eat my Your mama eating uh, John Dillermont. <laughs> He's eating penis man. 1767, Thomas Clapp, American academic and the first president of Yale University, died on this day. Mm. 1872, James Fisk, American entrepreneur in quotes. He was basically a con man, one of the uh, robber barons of the Gilded Age. A lot of uh, shenanigans going on in the stock exchange in New York there with James Fisk, a.k.a. Big Jim, a.k.a. Diamond Jim, a.k.a. Jubilee Jim. Mm. He was killed by a disgruntled business associate because they were both in love with the same actress. Oh. Yeah. That was heated. It was. Sexy. Sexy story. 1890, Augusta Maria Katharina. Okay. The wife of German Emperor Wilhelm. Wow. Oh. Died at the age of 78. Only brought her up so I could play that. <laughs> Reason enough. 1892, Ernst Wilhelm. Another Wilhelm? Von Bruch. Ernst Wilhelm von Bruch. German physician and physiologist. Died uh -huh. at the age of 72. He uh, made some interesting discoveries. What? Well, he, he uh, did some research on the effects of electricity on muscles. Hmm. Found out that uh, muscles can make... They make them spasm. Electricity can make your muscles contract yes. and uh, detract. Or what's the opposite of contract? Untract? <laughs> contract, untract, extra. No, not extract. Extract. Release? Yes. Let's just go with that. 1912. <laughs> Sophia Louisa Jex Blake, English physician and feminist. 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 Died at the age of 71. She led a campaign to secure women access to a university education in England at a time where that just wasn't done. She and six other women, collectively known as the Edinburgh Seven, 
began studying medicine at the University of Edinburgh in 1869, and she became the first practicing female doctor in Scotland. Wow. that's It's hard enough, to, I would imagine, to study to be a doctor, but then to study to be a doctor while people are actively trying to make you stop studying being a doctor yes. has to be even so much more difficult. No medical schools were training women at yeah. the time. So not only did she get her medical education, but she also founded two medical schools for women in London and Edinburgh to allow other women to have that same opportunity. That's awesome. Pretty awesome. 1920, Edmund Barton, the first prime minister of Australia, passed away at the age of 70. 1933, Herbert Hinkler, good old Bert Hinkler, the Australian aviator who made the first solo flight from England to Australia in 1928. Yeah. That's a long flight. That is a long flight. Fuck that. He died in a plane crash at the age of 40. You could see that coming. Died doing what he loved. (laughs) 1943, Nikola Tesla. Good old Tesla. You're familiar with Tesla, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, Why don't you tell us a little bit about Tesla? He's the electricity dude. He is the electricity dude. Well done. <laughs> now, was he AC or was he DC? He was He was DC. He was re- the repeating current, right? Or the alternating current. AC. So he was AC. Final answer? AC is the final answer. That's right. He, he was, was alternating the, current. He was the AC dude. He was alternating current. Yes. And Thomas Edison was, was DC. DC. <laughs> and... They found out that AC was better than DC, but Thomas Edison had all patents for DC stuff. Yeah. And so he pretty much ruined squashed it. Ruined Tesla's rep- reputation right. and uh, squashed the idea of AC for a long time right. until people start saying, this is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's really awesome. AC, DC. <laughs> That's awesome. Back in black, especially. 1943, George Washington Creel, American surgeon, was the first surgeon to uh, direct a successful blood transfusion others had tried things did not go so well <laughs> but he, imagine the first guy trying that. we're gonna put like, blood from this guy and we're gonna put it in this guy you're gonna what now we're gonna take blood from this guy okay we're gonna get a long tube uh-huh. and we're gonna take the blood and we're gonna pump it over into this guy over here but he's already full of blood well he doesn't have enough and this guy's got plenty so he's gonna share some of his blood <laughs> how do you know when to stop trust me it's gonna be fine okay boop <laughs> Everywhere. Yeah. But uh, eventually, (laughs) good old George Washington Creel got it right. 1986, Philip D. Eastman, American children's book writer and illustrator, died on this day. Better known as P.D. Eastman. He was a protege and colleague of Theodore Geisel, who is, of course, better known as Dr. Seuss. And he wrote a lot of books for Dr. Seuss's brand there at uh, Random House. There's a lot of books that we read as kids that People will swear to this day are Dr. Seuss books. What do you write? But they're actually P.D. Eastman's. Are You My Mother? Remember that with yeah. the little bird yeah, who goes yeah, yeah. around to all the different animals asking if it's... Same a art? A similar art, but yeah. not the same. Okay. Now, P.D. Eastman had his own uh, I'm trying his to own picture style. the art for that book. I can't remember. You ever see Go Dog Go? You familiar yeah. with that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dog's driving around in the go-karts? Yeah, yeah. That's him. Uh, big Dog, Little Dog? Yeah. Also him? Okay. Yeah, he died on this day in 1986. In 1988, Trevor Howard... Great British actor in over 70 films. He died at the age of 71. Um, folks in the, our audience might know him best as one of the counsel on Krypton, where uh, Jorel, Marlon oh, Brando. put him in the Jor-El. Phantom Zone? Yeah, he's one of those. Guilty. He's one of those. Guilty. Dudes. Yes. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. 1992, Richard Hunt, Muppeteer Richard Hunt, died of AIDS at the age of 40. Way too young to go. He was a terrific performer. Not only did he work on Sesame Street, but he worked on all five seasons of The Muppet Show as well. Mm. He performed Beaker and Statler and Janice and Sweetums. But his main character 
was one of my favorites, Scooter. Oh, Scooter. Hi, are you Kermit the Frog? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm Scooter. Cute. Cute name. <laughs> I'm your new gopher. It's funny when you listen to that show, other t- Kermits have come along, as we know, since yeah. Jim Henson died, but no one had his timing no. and the way that he brought that character. Yeah, he was Kermit. It was remarkable. Uh, Avery Schreiber, another very funny, talented man. He died on this day in 1966. He was a stand-up comedian and an actor. Guy with a big, bushy black mustache, yeah, 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 big, yeah. bushy black hair. He was part of a comedy team for many years called Burns and Schreiber. They used to be on television all the time. Uh, Jack Burns was his comedy partner. Together, they used to do a bit where Avery Schreiber was a taxi driver and Jack Burns would get in the back seat and just hound the poor bastard <laughs> to death. Here's a little bit of that sketch. Where to? Uh, take me out to the airport. Yeah, I'm catching a silver bird. Heading back home, you know what I mean? Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Eh? Yeah. You're heading home. Yeah. Yeah, going up to Boston there. We call you Bean Town. You know what I mean? Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Eh? You're beans. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Before uh, Jack Burns teamed up with Avery Schreiber, he started. He had another comedy uh, team with a young comedian named George Carlin. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, 2015, Rod Taylor, the Australian actor who was the lead in Time Machine and The Birds, died at the age of 84. And I can't believe it's been a year already. Neil Peart, Canadian musician and drummer, of course, from Rush, died on this day last year in 2020, at age of 67. One of the greats. <laughs> Styles are so similar. Are they? It's I mean, crazy. That's what you would sound when like. When I hear him, I'm like, damn. Is that, that my demo tape? It could. Is that me? Did I play the wrong <laughs> clip? Because it could. It almost sounded like me. <laughs> All right. This is what we do now. We take a food related to someone who passed away on this day. And we run it past Daddy Pence. See if it's something he'd be willing to eat or perhaps even stick up his ass. <laughs> then pull out. There's only one way. <laughs> that sounded concussive. It was. It's like somebody punched you while they were pulling it out. It started out narrow and got bigger as it came out. Um, <laughs> we we talk about the food and then we pull the handle of the. <laughs> this is a gas leak show in the making. Um, what do we do? We pull the handle yes. of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If we get a jackpot on that slot machine, that means sure Eddie Pence would eat it. However, if uh, we get mismatched reels, then <laughs> he's not going to do it. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at who passed away on this day in the year 1989. And I had no idea this gentleman lived as long as he did. Emperor Hirohito of Japan. He died in 89? Yes. Wow. And I always think of him as being the Japanese emperor during the Second World War. Yeah. But he died at the age of 87 on this day in 1989. He was the emperor of Japan for 62 years. Wow. I had no idea he was uh, that Damn. his reign was that long. Yeah, I. But Shit. let's talk about one of uh, Emperor Hirohito's favorite foods, Eddie Pence. What was it? It is said that the late Emperor Hirohito loved eating fried wasps, which were served traditionally with boiled rice seasoned with soy sauce and a little sugar. So just a little rice, sugar, soy sauce with some fried wasps put on top of it. Now, like what like wasps wasps? That's not like some weird name for what? some sort of fish, right? Do you think it's I could an actual possibly fucking be wasp? I don't about. know Japanese food. It could yeah. be. Do you know English language? If I say wasp, 
Does that I have, just, me, have I meaning just want to clarify that he's eating bugs. I think if it meant anything else, okay. I would give you that I don't know if you're trying to trick me. These are wasps. Okay. With the stingers and the wings. They fly around in the summertime. Gotcha. No, I know. I know. Shoo them away from I your know, picnic. I know what an American wasp is. Well, I'm not sure if it's exactly the same wasp, but it is a cousin. <laughs> it's the Japanese okay. cousin. I assume that's what he's eating. Okay. Fried wasps with rice, soy sauce, and just a little sprinkle of sugar as well. Sounds uh, like a crunchy taste treat. However, it's not about me or even Emperor Hirohito. It's about Eddie Pence. Is he gonna? Chow down on some fried wasps? Let's find out by pulling that handle. Here we go. One wasp, two wasps. <laughs> come on, Eddie. Come on. Yeah. You can't go come on like that's some great dish that we're all dying to eat. Who knows? It Who probably, knows? you know what it probably tastes like? It probably tastes like soy sauce and sugar. It probably, it's probably a crunchy. And there's a crunchy a thing crunchy to thing. it. It's probably eating popcorn or So then why even bother to eat the whatever? wasp? Just pour some soy sauce on your... Because they're protein. There's a lot of protein in bugs. Mm. You have to eat so many bugs to get the protein. But it's a little snacky food. It's not they a snacky would, food. They just, wouldn't eat it if it wasn't tasty. Just get some tempura. Eat some tempura with on your rice and some soy. Why do you have to fucking eat a wasp? You don't have to. But given the option, let's say we went to a... Uh, uh, a meal uh -huh. at the uh, Japanese embassy. If uh -huh. we, they were having a special podcasters' night of the Japanese embassy, and <laughs> How they the wanted, fuck did we get invited? Because they wanted to honor us for all our good work <laughs> and okay. for our for the way that okay. we we're there. We reach out from the, the Western culture to the Eastern culture. We're there. Perhaps okay. perhaps they've got a Ralph Report version <laughs> in Japan. They've okay. got they've got the you know they get the the the, 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 to, the Toho Tales or something. There's a guy over there named Toho, and he is very popular. And the Ralph Report and the Toho Tales right. come together for it's a big show. Yes, yeah, okay. They were there, and they're at the uh -huh. at the cocktail party. Right. They're serving up fried wasps, and we're on the little tables with on our knees. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And would you insult our our gracious host by not having some fried wasps? Um. Yes. Oh my God. I, just I, put them in your mouth and eat them. <laughs> I would absolutely. I, would, I wouldn't have one moment. You wouldn't have a, a single second of like, no. okay, we're going to eat no, wasps. Grasshoppers, right now. Uh, oh, ants. Oh. You know, whatever. Ants are so small, you don't even know you're eating them. All those things, like, oh, we're going to eat bugs. It's going to be so crazy. It's, as long as they're fried up and they're cooked, mm. as long as they're not I alive probably, and crawling around in my mouth, I'm I would probably eat, eat it just so you wouldn't get so pissed off at me because we're yeah. insulting our guests. That's an excellent. <laughs> we're guests there. Excellent move on your part because so, I would berate you. You would berate me in the in the uber on the way home for the and you the, embarrassed us in front of toho <laughs> toho tales the, the toho tales podcast is not going to do a ralph now we can't crossover do our crossover show. because they're so insulting so yeah i would absolutely then eat it just not to piss off toho well, that's good to know and that's or ralph that's it for today's hello death hello death you're dead now so shut up I wonder if we can get our hands on some fried wasps. I, you probably just go catch some. <laughs> I'm sure they're out here. I wonder if they have to be prepared in a certain way or something. I think you just though. fry them. Get a frying pan, get some batter, and fry them up. Don't they have venom in them, though, wasps? I, I don't know. I'll do a little research. <laughs> once, you, are they, once they're dead and they're fried, does the venom matter? I don't know. I've well, never cooked. Find. I've never cooked I would, wasps Hopefully before. you would de-sting de them. Yeah, you don't want a stinger in your tongue. No, you don't. Bad. I'm going to do some research. Please don't. But if there are fried wasps to be had, I think that would make an excellent munch and munch. <laughs> sure it will. I think it would. All right. <laughs> hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, 
Why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday? For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now let's take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, this is no surprise. There's been bad blood between this actor and this franchise for some time now. Ray Fisher has announced he will not be playing the role of Cyborg again for the uh, DC Comics Justice League. Oh, really? He has announced he's out. You know, you may know he's got some complaints about how he was treated, allegedly. Well, I think they could all have those complaints on, on, about well, how they were all treated. Not just, the, not just the outcome of the film. Yeah. He claims that Joss Whedon on the set after uh, Snyder left treated him poorly and uh, complained so much that DC and Warner Brothers had to do an investigation into behavior on the set. Mm. And they claimed that they didn't find anything untoward. And he was furious about that. Wow. So uh, he tweeted on December 30th, uh, Walter Hamada, who is now the guy who's running all the DC films, is the most dangerous kind of enabler. He lies. And WB Public Relations' failed September 4th hit piece sought to undermine the very real issues of the Justice League investigation. Mm. I will not participate in any production associated with him, he said. And he was supposed to appear in the Flash solo movie. Okay. So now they have announced that they are writing that character out of the Flash solo movie. They won't be recasting it. There just won't be any cyborg in in the Flash. Oh, that's weird. I don't think we're missing a thing. I don't think friend. so either. I mean, they did have some sort of like, uh, they were like friends in the Justice League movie. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, this was that was his first film, by the way, Ray Fisher. I had wow. no idea. He's got some balls standing he up for does. himself so early in his career. I was going to say, you know, your Most first Most people take film. it at that point. Right. Just go along and get along. I'll take it. I will, too. <laughs> Joss Whedon can do and say anything he wants to me. Yep. Make me cyborg. <laughs> got to change the story a little bit. Yeah. But other Don't blackface it. I will not blackface it, no. <laughs> and here's some good news. Caillou's dead. Finally. Fuck Caillou. Did your Caillou. kid watch Caillou? No. Caillou, Caillou is a Canadian children's show that was on PBS forever. Is mm. a bald little prick. He's a he's a whiny bald little prick See, named Caillou. Colton watched Trotro. Trotro. Well, he's on Netflix. It's like an English version. Maybe the same story. It's like a little donkey that does. He's like a little fucking prick too that just gets in trouble. Uh, Caillou is just a kid. Oh, who uh, always whined about everything. It's like Trotro. Uh, Pinched his little sister and oh. cried all the time. He was so fucking obnoxious. <laughs> so everyone is rejoicing in the fact that Caillou has been canceled. PBS has announced they are no longer going to be making any brand new Caillou episodes. And they tweeted that out along with tips on what to do when your child's favorite media goes away, oh. which is good information to have. But the parents didn't seem to care about that. They were too busy rejoicing. <laughs> about the fact that Caillou is disappearing. Here are some of the tweets. Caillou's reign of terror is over, wrote one parent, calling him a bootleg Charlie Brown, a little brat, and evil. Charlie Brown's not a brat. No, but he looks like Charlie Brown. Well, this Caillou's got a bald, big, bald, right. round head, just like Charlie Brown. Mm. So they, they mean simply did, by Did Olivia watch like. She did. She did watch oh, Caillou, really? and I fucking hated every second of it. He's a whiny little bitch. Here's, here's a little Caillou. Well, she won't stop bothering me. Maybe she just wants to play with you. 
But I don't want to play with her. Caillou, I'm busy, and I can't be solving your problems all the time. But, Mommy! You and Rosie have to learn how to work out your own problems. No, we can't! Caillou! Stuff him in oh, a, that's awful. Stuff him in a clothes dryer. No, no, Trotro would just go play in a mud puddle and no. then get in trouble for getting his clothes off. No, this there. isn't like Peppa Pig or one of those shows yeah. that's just sort of innocuous. This kid <laughs> would whine and cry <laughs> and stamp his feet and throw his toys. Like, who, who's making this show? That's awful. I mean, I know there are some kids like that, but you don't want to expose and, your child to that behavior in case they're not like that. Right. They pick, they emulate and shit. And if their behavior is like that, you don't want to reinforce it by showing them that. Exactly. Mm. So, um, a lot of uh, tweets celebrating. Here's another one. This is one show my kid wasn't allowed to watch. The show was banned in my house and that of many of my friends. Uh, one Canadian newspaper, the National Post, called Caillou a shameless whiner. <laughs> The show turns young viewers into shrill monsters. How did this get on the air? It's been around forever. I guess it got sort of grandfathered oh. in because people had some nostalgic feeling for Caillou. Oh. But the good news is Caillou is gone. So no. No more worries. Caillou, Caillou is dead. Yes. All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on this day, January 7th, starting off with Kenny Loggins, 73 years old today. Now I gotta cut loose, cut loose. Kevin Rahm from Desperate Housewives and Mad Men is 50 years old. Rolling Stone magazine founder Jan Wenner is 75. Brett Dalton from Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. played Grant Ward on that mm. show. Did you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.? I've been, I'm in the process of watching Agents uh, of S.H.I.E.L.D. So you know Grant Ward yes. then? Yeah. I don't know where you're at with him. Uh, where am I at? Season, where am I at in season four? So he's, he says... Uh, I don't want to spoil anything. No, don't spoil you. anything. All right, never no, mind. I'm like season four right now. 38 years old okay. today. Uh, Kathy Valentine from the Go-Go's. She plays bass for that band. She's 62 years old today. Haley Todd from Lizzie McGuire is 59. Nicholas Cage is 57 years old today. Have you watched his uh, cursing show I yet? haven't. Colton wants either. to watch. Of course he does. And He's like, Dad, there's a history of cursing on Netflix. <sighs> of course you'll let him because you are you. John Andrasik from Five for Fighting is 56 years old today. I'm more than a bird. I'm more than a plane. I'm more than some pretty face beside a train. It's not easy to be me. Emo Superman like right there. Caillou of singers. <laughs> Jesus. But it's, it's hard to be Superman, Eddie. Oh, fucks. Oh, it's got a no lot one of make any, mind. Fucking stop making songs about Superman, everybody. <laughs> so many Superman No one can do songs. it well. We should do an entire break on <laughs> Superman songs. Oh, it's awful. He may be the, the most sung about... Superhero, fall, yeah, fictional, fictional character, character in, in history, and not one good song. It's not, there's not many. That's for sure. Uh, Aaron Gray, of course, Colonel Wilma Deering from Buck Rogers in the 25th century. And Love Aaron Gray. Silver Spoons as well. She's 77 years old today. Doug E. Doug from Cool Runnings and Cosby, 51. Rex Lee, the actor from Entourage, he played Lloyd. He's 52 years old today. <laughs> Jeremy Renner. Oh, from Hawkeye. Avengers, Hawkeye. Born Legacy, he is 50 years old. 
Country singer John Rich from the awful, awful band Big and Rich. He is 47 years old today. Well, your mom busted in, said, what's our noise? Oh, just chilling since a Big and Rich boy. Oh, yeah, that's their, the fuck? That's their remake of uh, Fight for Your Right to Party. gross. Indeed it is. Oh. Speaking of gross, yeah. Dustin Diamond, Screech oh, from Saved by the Bell, God. is 44 His years birthdays old birthdays are terrible. <laughs> Lauren Cohen from The Walking Dead is 39. And actor David Caruso <laughs> from NYPD Blue, of course. That's how he became a star. And then he walked away from that show because he was going to be a big movie star. And, and made a shitty movie. That didn't work. So he went back to television on CSI Miami. And uh, made everyone who works on that show hate him as well. <laughs> he is 65 years old today. David Carew, so obnoxious. Yeah! Right? I love how you put sunglasses on when you said that. Thank you so much. That's <laughs> it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now a guy who is the diametrically opposed... <laughs> <laughs> the what? The bizarro? Yes. He's the exact opposite of David Caruso. The bizarro David Caruso. A talented, lovely man <laughs> who is, uh, is a great pal of mine. He's got a brand new show that is debuting tonight on NBC at 8 p.m. It's called Mr. Mayor, starring Ted Danson and Holly Hunter. Bobby Moynihan is his name. Bobby and I had a chance to sit down via Zoom and uh, have a little chat about tonight's show. Here's my conversation with Bobby Moynihan. Tonight, 8 p.m. on NBC, finally, the return of one of television's greatest performers. And I'm not talking about that hack, Ted Danson. <laughs> I'm talking about Bobby Moynihan. Bobby, how you doing? Good. How are you, sir? I am well. Congratulations. Mr. Mayor debuts tonight from the creative minds of your pals, uh, Tina Fey and Robert Carlock. Yeah, geniuses. Yeah, what a great project to be a part of. And yeah, as, as I mentioned, Ted Danson, Holly Hunter, no pressure there. Couple of yeah. uh, I'm not familiar. Uh, I just they they seem like a couple of young little you know little little kids trying to make it in the world, and uh, I'm happy to help them out. Were they a little intimidated working with uh, Bobby Moynihan? <laughs> Such the likes of. Uh, of a snooky impersonator. Um, <laughs> um, uh, uh, Holly Hunter is quite possibly one of the greatest human beings in the world. And, and Ted Danson is nothing to shake a stick at either. Uh, they're, they're both pretty wonderful. Uh, there is, I, I am shocked at how many times uh, I just look over and go, that's Holly Hunter. <laughs> it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Had you worked with Danson before Would Teddy hosted SNL or something? Uh, no, not when I was, not when I was there, he had hosted before, but, uh, it was before my time. Uh, nope. I had never worked with him before, but I had heard such amazing things. Uh, Darcy Carden is a friend who was on the good place and Kristen Bell. Um, uh, I just heard so many good things uh, about him and, and people just praised him as if he was not from this world. And, and it's nice when you meet someone and they, they live up to that. Yeah, talk about a track record when it comes to situation comedies. This yeah. guy, uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good list of achievements. 
It's pretty amazing to watch somebody work who has been doing it for 50 years and 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 he's just he's a machine man and Robert and Tina are geniuses and the way that they write is dense and 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 comedy is hard and he's really good at it and so is Holly. Uh, the whole cast is amazing. Um I I had just met I didn't know Vela or Mike um Vela Lavelle and Mike Cabalon who play um other characters on the show. Um they're absolutely fantastic. Uh, every, everyone, the whole cast is is great. Kyla Kennedy, everyone. I'm I'm super, super happy and can't wait for people to see it. Now, originally, this idea was for a spinoff from Thirty Rock, right? It was supposed to be Alec Baldwin's character running for mayor of New York City, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. At some, at, yeah, I think in the very early stages that was a, a a thought, and then I don't think that ever came to fruition. Other other than talking about it uh, and then this kind of came came up came out of that was kind of like well we're not doing that so let's do this yeah they reworked it and they re they reset it in los angeles which is yeah. great because you live here and you don't have to go to new york to work which is good i found out i got the job from tina like i signed the contract and then and then we signed on the house like a day later in the house wow. in LA. <laughs> so i hope it works <laughs> you got a house payment now. Yeah. Because this is this is going to shit. <laughs> Part of me. Did Tina reach out and and want to work with you and offer you the role, or did you have to audition, or how did that work? Yeah, that's the that's the that's the crazy thing. I, I it's funny. Uh, I, it happened so long ago. Uh, it, this was years ago. Um, at this point, uh, uh, which is fascinating, and and I I kind of forgot that. But in doing these, you know, now that the show is finally coming out. It's it's fascinating to think about. Yeah, I, I got a phone call out of nowhere just from Tina saying, "Hey, are you in New York? I would love to have lunch with you." And I was just like, "What is this about?" She has been wonderful to me in the past. She put me in Sisters and on Thirty Rock, and she kind of just gave me the spiel. It was like, "I'm doing this new show, and I, and I wrote this character for you." And I my I, I tried not to cry <laughs> in person in real life, and uh, I I I just went, you know, wow, I I I can't believe it. Thank you. And uh, she was like, are you interested? And I was like, you know, let me think about it for a yeah. little bit. I got me, a full plate, T. Let me, let me go home and stew on this for a little bit before I jump into anything willy-nilly. Um, and I, I went outside like a child and danced around and walked home very happy through New York City, uh, thinking I was about to start a new show. And then, a, and then we did. And then we started shooting it a year and a half or a year ago. And then... Halfway through episode four and five, uh, standing on the on the pitcher's mound at Dodger Stadium, and they're like, "Hey, I heard Tom Hanks got this thing called coronavirus," and I was like, "This is ridiculous. What's happening here?" And we're shooting. I'm shooting a television show with Holly Hunter, and then <laughs> a year later, uh, <laughs> and many Zoom calls, many cast Zooms later, uh, we got back together and started shooting again. Have you completed the whole season? Uh, no, no. Uh, we were halfway through episode eight and nine. Um, and I think we're going to finish those and then we'll see what happens from there. It's got to be frustrating to start a project like this and then be stopping and starting. I mean, I know these are first world problems for uh, TV people to have to shut yeah. down production, but still. Yeah, it feels it feels um, silly to go to complain to go like, oh, it's taking so long for my television show to get on air. <laughs> oh, 
I have it so hard. Uh, these, these, these civilians don't understand. Yeah, they don't get it. They don't no. get how hard it is to entertain people by doing absolutely nothing in your home. <laughs> From what I've seen so far with the, the spots that they're running on NBC, and by the way... Have they been running the spots? I, no. I think there's been a few commercials for Mr. Mayor. <laughs> yeah. I'm minding my, my own business the other night trying to watch my Philadelphia Eagles lose to the uh, Washington football oh. team, and then the, you pop up and start oh, uh, hawking, we, hawking your show at me. Can we talk about that for a second? Because uh, <laughs> wait, I have to find the, um, the, the. I just get it. So it's Sunday, Sunday night. It's six twenty-four. I um, my dad, diehard Giants fan. I um, have never been a big football watcher. I'm tired. It's been a long day. I'm relaxing. It's Sunday night at six twenty-four, and I just get a text from you. Who I haven't spoken to in a while that just says, stop talking to me. I'm trying to watch football. Yes. I had no clue what you were talking about <laughs> for about 10 minutes. I was like, what did I do? What did I say to him? What just happened? And then I got a bunch of texts saying, hey, your commercials on Sunday Night Football. And I was like, oh, I'm the crazy person here. <laughs> yes. I was afraid of that when I sent it. He said, he may have no idea what I'm ranting oh. about. I, I loved it. I was so happy you did, and I I'm, I'm I can't believe I didn't catch it. <laughs> um, the footage that I've seen, Ted Danson. I don't know. He's got to be in his early seventies at this point. Seventy three. Seventy three. God damn him! How does he look like that at seventy three? Yeah, I look seventy three. Right. Me too. But his comic chops, if if anything else, I think have just gotten better. Yeah, it, it, you know, it, it's funny. I, I, in the kind of in the early stages of the pandemic, there was this video going around a clip from Cheers that kind of went viral, where it's it's a clip from Cheers, uh, where you know, he's Sam Malone, he's bartending, and, and there's a guy sitting at the bar and he looks really sick. And Sam goes, What's wrong? And he's like, Oh, I work at the chemical plant down the street and something leaked. And like it was kind of like, you know, it was going out because of the pandemic. And the second the guy walks out, they do this whole bit where Ted Danson starts throwing like Windex and rags to all the characters. And they just wash down the whole bar <laughs> in like 10 seconds. And it's this big choreographed thing. And I, 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 I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, I've been working with Ted Danson now every day, but I haven't watched Cheers since I was a kid. So just seeing that and watching it, I went like, wow, his comic timing has not changed in 50 years like he's just as good as he was when he was on cheers and probably even better now but it's like keenan thompson if you watch videos of keenan when he was on all that opposed to a sketch that he did yesterday on snl like he's just good he's just been good since he, you know it's like they both they're both just like tv legends that have yeah. just been doing it for so long they're like machines Tell us a little bit about your character. You're the communications director for this new mayor, right? Uh, yeah, I played Jaden Quapas, um, one of the oldest, or maybe the possibly the original Jaden. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm the oldest Jaden uh, in the in the universe. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm the communications director. I say I like to say dollar heart, nickel brains. Uh, maybe you know he, he means well. Um, uh, 
he he he's there to help. He just wants to help. He just wants to be involved and help. And that that alone may cause some problems. <laughs> Did you guys find, given the current political situation, it was almost hard to make light of of politics and of politicians, given what we've been living through for the past four years? Well, yeah, that was interesting. I think that was an interesting part of it was like when we were first shooting it, like the first four episodes, I was like, I, I want a TV lottery again. I get to work with Tina and Robert. I cannot believe it. And these episodes are so good and so funny. And it's not about politics. He just happens to be the mayor of L.A. Mm. And then the pandemic happened and a couple months into it, I was like, well, how do we come back from this? Like, you know, like, is anybody going to want to watch a show about a mayor dealing with an avocado shortage? Like, you know, like or like, you know, like these silly like what what now, you know, seem like trivial things. And like when we were the fourth, I don't think I'm spoiling anything, but like the fifth episode, there's a scene that takes place at Dodger Stadium. Mm. And I remember going like. Oh gosh, is that gonna like is baseball gonna be around? <laughs> like, yeah. are, like everything changed completely, and how are we gonna deal with it? And Tina and Robert are geniuses, and I think they found a really good way to kind of. Gosh, it sounds so silly, but to give America what they need right now, which is like a TV show that goes like, "Look, we know there's a pandemic." And we know there's COVID-19, but also here are some people who care about each other trying to live their life. Let's laugh with them and at them for a while. <laughs> no, I agree. I think entertainment has an obligation to do that, to take our heads out of that terror space that we've all been living in for so yeah. long. And when I see movies about, you know, pandemics and things like that that are coming out, it seems I, I don't need that. You know, I don't need uh, pandemic porn right now. I need fun, joyful no. things that, that take my mind off it. Uh, this morning feels like, you know, the first ray of sunlight mm -hmm. in, in a while and, yeah. and, and not, I'm, not because the show is coming out. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't, that wasn't a plug. That wasn't a plug. Mr. Mayor Finally, will change America the world. Needed, what America needed an NBC sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> no, I mean, you know, just, you know, with everything in Georgia, like, you know, it's just like, at least there's, there's this somewhat of a light starting yeah. to come through and yes, it, it makes it a lot easier to, to come on here and, and talk about something that seems trivial, like a TV show, but yeah, hopefully it'll make people laugh and make people feel better. And it's not really about politics. It's just, it's just the title. Well, I'm so glad to see you back on television, man. Besides being like one of my favorite people, you're also so damn talented and so damn funny. And I can't wait to watch tonight. NBC, 8 p.m., Mr. Mayor, Bobby, thanks so much for stopping by, man. And let's not make it so long again before we yes. talk, okay? Yes. And next time you text me, I won't get confused. Stop bothering me while I'm watching football. <laughs> I'm just going to text you that in the middle of the night from now on. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Take care, man. Of course, many of you probably remember Bobby from SNL. Yes. I probably should have mentioned that as well. Mr. Mayor looks like a funny show. Looks very yes. funny. And from everything Bobby said, uh, Ted Danson is, he's just, he's amazing. 73 years old and he's still just knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you want to see the video of my interview with Bobby, we did set, uh, sit down via Zoom and I have uh, mastered Zoom enough to be able to record the video. You off to press of that the record button. Well. Yeah. I've, I've learned how to do that. <laughs> So if you're a two, three, and four-star general, I'm going to pop up the uh, video version of that for you to check out as well. But for now, it's Thursday, and around here, Thursdays get very sexy because we fling open the doors of that esteemed institute of learning, 
Ralph Sex You. You don't know what to do. There's one man to help you through. He's a graduate of sex And again, thank you to Bridget from Long Island for sending me this information. Eddie Pence, this comes from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. Okay. U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. And they keep a yearly database of emergency room visits and all the items (laughs) that people stick into various parts of their body. Oh, God. So I thought as we say goodbye to the year 2020, we'll look back and do one last in-depth look. Mm. And I mean that in every possible way. (laughs) at what people stuffed inside their bodies uh, in the year 2020. Before okay. we say goodbye, this will be our yeah. final tip of a cap, a if you will, grill. to 2020. Let's start with the penis, shall we? Please, let's not. All right, let's start All right. with the penis. Here's just a, some of the, there's a list of things, and then there's Ugh. also actual notes from the uh, doctor's notes from the yeah. emergency room visits, okay? This is the one hole I do not like going into. Uh, first the up, penis hole. a uh, ballpoint pen mm. was removed all like the whole thing last year, yeah. An entire ballpoint pen with a little clip on it for your lapel the, or the shirt. Well, it's you... like a bic, you know. You take the cap off the bic, <sighs> and it's just one pen, and then you slide it all the way up inside your penis, and then you go, "Oh shit!" Now I've got a pen in my penis. God, you need a clue to pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> you should put a clue on the end of that thing. I've got a pen. <laughs> I've got a penis. <laughs> uh, pen penis. Uh, um, so fuck. you got to go to the doctor, and then they oh. got to they got to get it out. God damn it. So that was one of the items. Another item on the list, Mm -hmm. if you got a pen up there, you certainly do a pencil, right? (laughs) Pencil also inside the penis. Oh, you're going to break the lead off. Uh, Paintbrush. Paintbrush inside the penis. I'm sure you're going handle first, not Uh, not bristles. No, I assume the bristles were dangling out like a mustache. (laughs) (laughs) A little Hitler mustache on the end of your penis, penis, on your cock head. Uh, a cock plug got stuck up there. Uh, shouldn't that have a base that, on it? A, so that's that, a thing, by the way. A cock, a cock plug? plug. Yeah, should have a base on it though, so it can't go in the hole. I, I agree. The faulty fuck? design Leave or flappy urethra, <laughs> which, by the way, was my uh, stand-up comedy name. Flappy urethra. <laughs> <laughs> you wear rainbow suspenders. Please welcome to the stage, <laughs> flappy urethra, <laughs> the comedy styling. Uh, a tongue ring. <sighs> got stuck up there uh, maybe that yeah, you can see that there. coming out getting some... yeah a balloon a balloon i'm assuming it was deflated and then crammed up there and then someone tried to inflate oh. it to try to create some uh, oh why some girth for the urethra and uh things went south can leave the penis hole b everybody a string of magnetic beads mm. doesn't seem good no, just get a magnet that should pull them out <laughs> I guess he tried that. I'm assuming this <laughs> was a last pulled, resort. Or pulled the magnet in. Yeah. She put it up his ass. <laughs> and it just would have traveled through his body and come out his asshole. <laughs> a wire coat hanger. Oh, fuck. Ugh. Oh. 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 Wow. Ew. Good Lord. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck, dude. Just. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh. oh, a uh, mm. lanyard, a lanyard, a lanyard. Yes, a leather lanyard, like a keychain. Right. Yeah, that got stuck how, up there. How big is this dude's dick hole? It's not all the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they didn't pull all this out of one penis. No. Oh, here, here it comes <laughs> Phil again. 
Get me the lube. <laughs> Get me the lube and the forceps. Phil's back. Just put a zipper on him. Here's some of the notes from some of the, uh, mm. the doctors. Uh, this one patient, Ugh. playing with his phone. This is what they claim when they come in. Whenever okay, yeah. Playing with phone, fell asleep. When he woke up, the stylus from the phone was in his urethra. <laughs> you know how it is. You roll over yeah. on your phone and the stylus gets jammed into your urethra. Because In- we all have a stylus. Injury occurred four days ago, mm. just now seeking treatment. How did he uh, pee in four? He didn't pee in four days? He's probably too embarrassed to go to the... the but fuck. The uh, here we go for 2020. Another one. Metal screw in his urethra, <gasps> trying no. to cause an erection. What? You don't know. <laughs> what? The opposite effect. That would kill your erection. And uh, this one has uh. had a marble in his penis <gasps> for the last four years. And decided he needs to get it removed. Oh. He came into the ER to get that And it done. just stayed there? No, Eddie. No. It didn't go farther it, it, it in? It kept and... coming in and out, but he kept shoving it back. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, wouldn't it move up somewhere? I'm guessing a marble's staying pretty much wherever it ends oh. up. That's, was that's it a shooter? Going. It was, yes. It was a big one? It was an Aggie. <laughs> All right, ladies, you're not off the hook either. Here's <laughs> the, the vagina for 2020. These are items that were found inside the vagina. Now that's a whole thing's belonging. That needed uh, some help from <laughs> a medical professional to get them removed. Uh, here's the list, and then we'll talk about the, the notes at the end. Shampoo bottle. Shampoo wow. bottle's yeah. jammed up there. Okay. Head and shoulders. Uh, battery. That ah, doesn't seem so mm. bad. Unless it was a car battery. <laughs> I can't imagine it being a problem. Because uh, it's round and cylindrical, yeah. it makes sense. Uh, pill bottle also had to be removed last that. year. I can see that. Small vibrator, uh-huh. large vibrator, uh-huh. paper clips. I don't get that. Had to be removed. I, I don't see Like that all connected? Uh, I don't know if it was a chain or not, whether it was just a bunch just, of them. Maybe she was at the office. Stealing office supplies. <laughs> right. Trying to fucking flesh pocket them out of there. A film canister. Like a round film, film canister? Film canister like, that holds like 35 millimeter film. Yeah. All, oh, not like a projection. So like a, like a little one. Like like for a camera, 35 like, millimeter for a camera. Oh, I thought you meant like a fucking no, not a like reel, a, of a film. reel of film that you show on a on a screen at the movie theater. <laughs> uh, part of a slinky. Part of a slinky. Part of a slinky. Okay. I guess maybe she only got it halfway up there and it got hooked <laughs> on something. Eyebrow pencil. Sure. Uh-huh. Screw. What? A, what's a metal screw. Keep screws screw. out of the body. Pen. Another pen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Three bags of meth. No, that well, that wasn't for pleasure. That was not. No, that was that was muling gone wrong. Yeah. A bullet. Whoa. Yeah, it's a dangerous vagina. Yes, it is. A rock. <laughs> a bath bomb. The rock or a rock? A rock. <laughs> a bath bomb. Wouldn't that just start dissolve, foaming right? and dissolving and make your vagina smell good? Yeah. Well, it'd foam. Yeah, I suppose. It might burn. Uh, a baby shoe. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> I only know where one is. I can't find the other one. And lastly, here's some notes from the doctors uh, themselves. A patient was intoxicated four months ago, mm-hmm. placed a crumbled up tin foil inside her vagina, Ew. had to have it removed. So uh, after four oh. months, the piece of tin foil being stuck up there, I bet that was an interesting oh. procedure. And let's close out with the rectum, oh, shall we, please. Eddie Pence? Let's close out with the rectum. These things were found in the rectum. Uh-huh. Now, it doesn't say whether they're male or female rectums, but I'm guessing probably dudes, yeah, dudes the majority dudes of them. Dudes shove stuff up their ass more than girls, I think. List again, and then, of course, we'll get to some of the notes. This is a big list. Uh, here we go. A bouncy ball. A bouncy ball on the okay. rectum. Okay. Multiple marbles. I think marble <laughs> dude in his penis decided to put the rest of the bag up his ass. Toothbrush holder. <laughs> 
I'm assuming it's one of those round ones with the the four holes in the top. You can put a family of toothbrushes in there. Crayon, uh, that, nail yeah. polish bottle. Wait, with nail polish remover in it, or nail polish in it? I assume it's an empty bottle. Fuck. Shaving Why? gel bottle. No. Aerosol no, can. You're trying to explode your asshole. Small foam football. <laughs> like a Nerf ball. They put a Nerf ball up his asshole. Yes. Ah. Oh. Screwdriver in Stop anus. Stop with the screws and the screwdrivers. <laughs> Handle fell off. Oh. <laughs> so now oh. you just basically have a steel rod up oh. your ass. That's oh, Phillips or flat? Can you imagine this guy thought he was so clever? I'm going to stick this screwdriver up my ass, but I'm going to leave the handle out so that when I come, when it comes time to be removed, <laughs> I'm thinking ahead. And then it just pops off. He's just holding it. I was like, uh-oh. Uh, uh-oh. Uh, Five-inch dildo, six-inch dildo, seven-inch dildo, ten-inch dildo. Wow. Yeah, all those were found. Good job. An apple. <laughs> An apple up the ass. That's great. It was like a, one of those smaller ones. It was like a big, red, delicious apple. Uh, yeah, maybe just one of those, some cran apples. Pear would work better because it starts off narrow. That's true. And you, you can, can work it in. You can uh, slowly relax and take the essence of it up there. <laughs> a toy shark was found in the ass. Okay. Plastic turtle, a cat toy. <laughs> well, there's so many different types of cat toys. Yeah, I hope it was one of those ones with the, 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 the fluffy rod. thing at the end. So while he was walking around, it was kind of he was trying to bat at it it's from up behind. Cats following him. A baseball, what? Well, rolled up newspaper. What? What? He's just he was leaky. <laughs> he was just leaky. Uh, Let's try to stop. Um, hand lotion bottle. Remote control. No, don't do that to your remote control. People f- use that. A fork. Oh. A foam dart. <laughs> well, that could have been just a, 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 an accident. An errant shot. Yes. Six <laughs> magic markers. <laughs> oh, you get the whole pack. 50 Christmas lights. <laughs> On the string, I would yeah, imagine. I'm sure. Yes. It's a festive occasion. Well, that would be like anal beads pulling out, I would imagine. That Glad would be the feeling. you brought that up. Here's some of the notes from some of the doctors <laughs> in the ERs. <laughs> A patient was intoxicated and is uncertain if she used her anal beads or not. Can't find them at home. Asked for an x-ray. Because <laughs> she's not sure whether they're stuffed up there or not. <laughs> Sometimes I cram shit up my head. Uh, none were found in her exam. Oh, so still missing anal still beads. Still missing somewhere. the anal beads. Uh, vibrator stuck in rectum. Mm-hmm. Vibrator is still on. Oh. Writes this. Well, the batteries will die Doctor. Eventually. Patient claims he was squatting in the shower when he got a small bottle stuck up his <laughs> rectum. You know it is. You know, you squat in the shower all the yes. time. Get good deep lunges while you're washing your hair. Three weeks ago, he was drunk and put a light bulb up his rectum. Oh, bad move. Put a pencil up rectum. Now, not able to sit. <laughs> but he can sketch you. He can do a caricature. That's impressive. Put dildo into rectum two, di- two days ago. Was performing daily activities with it in place. As one would do. Right. Yes. When riding his lawnmower... <laughs> <laughs> the dildo slid completely inside the rectum. You have to have that while you're doing the lawn? Come on. That's just greedy. Take a break, man. And lastly, shampoo bottle in his rectum that he placed there because he thought he was constipated. <laughs> no, you don't want more shit How in there. How is that going to help? I guess he feels if he packs it and then pulls it out, it's going to release the bowels. Create a, a vacuum, yes. create a suction. But just get a fucking 
What's the tube with the fucking colonic? Just an enema. Enema, yes. looking for, yeah. All right. There you go, kids. <laughs> Those are just some of the things people stuffed inside their bodies in 2020. I have a dildo in my ass right now. <laughs> Don't get on your riding mower. <laughs> Let's try to do better in 2021, huh? <sighs> oh. if, stick with everyone, whatever you want up there, but use a spotter. Yeah. Have somebody on your side. Maybe uh, tie a little uh, string around A there. clue. Put yeah, a clue put a, on put it. Put a clue up your ass. <laughs> and that's it for today's Sex You. All right, kids, that's it for today's show as well. Come on back tomorrow. I think you're going to like tomorrow's show. We've got uh, Steve Ashton stopping by once again with the UK update. It is video vault time. Ooh. Interesting genre. This this go around. Oh, yeah. We're doing winter sports. Okay. Films about winter sports. All, All right. that talk about ice skating this yeah, week yeah, yeah. has made me start thinking about uh, winter time sports. And we are in the midst of winter. And so people are skiing and they're ice skating and they're uh, playing hockey. Mm-hmm. And so these are winter sport movies. Right. We're going to feature those films that we can recommend that you see over the weekend. And the usual bunch of nonsense, including your phone calls and more entertainment news. It's going to be a fun, fun show tomorrow. So come and join us, won't you? But in order to do that, you got to take care of yourself. And that means if you possibly can. Stay the fuck at home. Wash your hands real good. Stay good in the hood. A little distance wouldn't hurt. Stay sweet at six feet. And remember. Life is life. Life is life. (laughs) Oh, oh, wow. Ew. Good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god fuck dude Just, <laughs> oh my god oh <laughs> eddie in the er we'll talk to you tomorrow until tomorrow love you mean it bye 